pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Georgia Senate runoffs. I'm voting for the campaign that makes the most sense. Congress counting electoral votes. The vice president understands he has a fidelity to the law. The teen accused of murdering protesters in Kenosha. Fairnack, you're not guilty. Please tell all the charges contained therein. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Peter King in Orlando. The polls have just closed in Georgia, and the counting starts now. Two U.S. Senate runoffs at stake, both expected to be toss-ups. Political analyst Leonard Steinhorn. There was heavy early voting, which may benefit Democrats, but we're also hearing the turnout today has been robust, which will likely help the Republicans. Expect a close race that will probably involve challenges and recounts. I'm Robin Walensky in Fulton County speaking with voters here at Flipper Temple AME Church, where 10 out of 10 people I've spoken to say they're voting for... John Ossoff, most definitely because he supports education. That's my main concern right now. And as for the non-stop campaign commercials on radio and TV, voters say they've been paying very close attention. From one side, all I've seen is attack ads and the extreme things that they say. And then on the other side, at least they present some sense of normalcy indecency. President Trump hopes the vice president can overturn Joe Biden's election when he presides over tomorrow's electoral vote count. CBS's Stephen Portnoy says he can't. The 1887 law that governs the process gives the vice president the power to preserve order in the joint session. But there's nothing in the Electoral Count Act or in the Constitution that would give Mike Pence the power to reject electoral votes the way President Trump is claiming he can. Republican objections are expected to drag the typically short ceremonial proceedings well into the night. The law says the House and Senate would have to agree to toss a state's electors aside. CBS News has learned of a possible threat on the Capitol. Correspondent Jeff Begay's has the exclusive details. We are flying a plane into the Capitol Sources tell CBS News the Pentagon and other agencies were briefed today about the digitized voice recording and believe it was designed to suggest hitting the Capitol on the same day Congress is set to count the Electoral College results. The recording refers to Qasem Soleimani, the Iranian general killed in a U.S. drone strike ordered by President Trump and came on the one-year anniversary of his death. That threat is not considered credible. Months after a white police officer shot and paralyzed Jacob Blake, a black man in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the DA says he won't face charges. That, as an Illinois teen accused of murdering Black Lives Matter demonstrators after that shooting, pleads not guilty. Now this. And this is Portland's Afternoon News. Thank you very much for joining us on this very important Tuesday. I'm Jim Ferretti. We are going to start with Oregon health officials today saying they are going to ramp up COVID vaccinations. But KXL's Mike Turner reports it is unlikely they'll meet the governor's goal. Governor Brown wants to hit a goal of 12,000 vaccinations a day. Oregon Health Authority will be doing some things to get more vaccines in the arms of Oregonians, but that goal is going to be difficult to reach. Oregon State Chief Medical Officer Dana Harganani says it's complicated. The hard reality in Oregon and every other state that we face is that there are simply not enough vaccine doses to go around, and there won't be for many months. 
As a result, all states must prioritize. The prioritization process means we can't rely on the standard vaccination distribution process we've come to rely on. So we're making adjustments and adaptations as we learn. Effective this week, OHA will speed up Phase 1A by simplifying the process of allowing everyone in the group 2 to 4 to seek a vaccination. Mike Turner, FM News 101. Meanwhile, Washington Governor Jay Inslee today rolling out a new reopening plan. Here's KXL's Grant Mackill. The new plan is called Healthy Washington. This plan will go into effect on January. January 11th. It includes a small resumption of activity statewide. This includes live entertainment with very tight restrictions, as well as certain fitness programs. Governor Jay Inslee says Healthy Washington only has two phases right now, and COVID rates will be evaluated regionally instead of county by county. To advance a phase, a region will need to show that it has had a 10% decrease trend over the last 14 days. Also, that it has a 10% decrease in COVID hospital admission rates over the the same period, that the ICU occupancy rate is less than 90%, and that the test positivity rate is less than 10%. Grant McHill, FM News 101. 405. Oregon schools are in charge of deciding when it is safe to reopen in-person classes. Now the debate is shifting to how to do it safely. Governor Kate Brown says she'd like to see more schools reopen by next month. But Gresham Barlow teacher Doug Robertson tells KGW it's unrealistic to expect schools to force kids to do things like socially distance and wear masks. It's simply not safe to have kids back in school yet. But Holy Trinity Catholic School principal Ashley Sheridan says they've had success with limited in-person learning for two hours, two days a week. They've been doing that since September. We've had no staff with COVID, no students with COVID. So our safety protocols and our cleanliness protocols are working. Public school districts in Oregon have not yet announced plans for complete reopening. A decade ago, Rainier, Oregon's police chief, was killed in the line of duty. KXL's Rosemary Reynolds says his family is gearing up for a different kind of hearing. Alan Painter, Chief Ralph Painter's brother, says he's still angry that the case took eight years to resolve. And he misses talking with his brother on the phone. Daniel Butts has been sitting at the Oregon State Hospital for the past two years since he accepted a plea deal in the chief's murder. I'm thinking I want to be there. Uh, I'm sure a lot of our family will want to be there. Part of the reasons we did not think, and I think it was the way it was conveyed, is we did not think that he would spend so much time at the state hospital. Uh, our thought and hope was that he would quickly go to prison. In a few months, hospital officials will review whether or not he can finally be sent to prison. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. A man is wanted for stealing two packages off the front porch of a home in Woodburn. The victim's video camera was recording as a thief riding a bicycle pedaled up lifted the packages and rode off one of the packages was found empty down the road you can see a video of the theft at kxl.com prices at the pump are up slightly to start the new year AAA reporting the average for a gallon has increased a penny this week to 261 a gallon meanwhile the national average also up a penny to 226 a gallon gas prices in 2020 were the lowest on average since 2016 both in Oregon and across the country. A trip to the Winco grocery store in South Salem gets pretty heated when some people who refuse to wear masks aren't allowed to check out. 
Here's KXL's Brett Recamp with the blow-by-blow. A five-minute cell phone video shot by a man shows at least one woman who isn't wearing a face mask getting into it with an employee. They had already gathered their items and were trying to check out. And this is private property. You can't tell It's public accommodation. No, nope, it's private property. You can't tell It's with a public accommodation. You cannot film in here. You can say it's what against, you want. It's, it's not against, against the law. We can disagree. We're going to disagree. I've got, I'm not stopping. The The employee proceeds to disable several of the checkout stands while one of the women accuses him of assault. Winco has a clear face mask required policy with signs. A rally scheduled outside the South Salem store Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. You can watch the video yourself at KXL.com and chime in on our KXL Facebook page. Brett Recamp, FM News 101. A police chase in Tualatin early this morning ended with a car crashing into a store. The incident began when officers noted a man allegedly driving without lights or license plates. After about a seven-minute chase, spike strips were set up. Police say 30-year-old James Powell ran over the spikes, flattened one of his tires, swerved towards officers, and drove into the Jackson Food Store on Nyberg Road. After about a 25-minute negotiation, Powell surrendered. Thankfully, no one was hurt. And welcome back to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. Hi there. I'm Jim Ferretti. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Tuesday. Sadly, for the second day in a row, we must report the death of actress Tanya Roberts. This has got to be one of the most Hollywood ways ever to pass away. Now, if you remember yesterday, we learned this past weekend that the former Bond girl and actress on the 70s show died over the weekend. But by the afternoon, it was reported that she was still alive. Her boyfriend actually got the news that she was still alive during an interview with Inside Edition. What just happened, Lance? What was, what was that? The hospital's told me she's alive. And they're, they're calling me from the ICU team. So the hospital just called you right now and told you that Tanya is still alive? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy. But unfortunately, today her publicist again confirming that she passed away last night around 930 from a urinary tract infection, which spread to her kidneys, gallbladder, liver, and then to her bloodstream. Time now for the five things you need to know today. First, we are watching the developments in Georgia. We'll have a live update for you here in just moments. Meanwhile, the House and Senate meet in a joint session tomorrow to count the electoral votes. Several Republicans are likely to force lengthy votes by objecting to the results in six states won by President-elect Biden. CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy has more. On Twitter, the president falsely claims that Mike Pence has the power to reject fraudulently chosen electors. There's nothing in the Constitution or the laws that gives the vice president that power. No vice president in history has ever done it. Still, Mr. Trump is now publicly calling on Pence to, quote, come through. An aide tells CBS News Pence is preparing for the joint session by studying the Constitution and the 1887 Electoral Count Act. Four years ago, then Vice President Joe Biden presiding, it took just 35 minutes to count the electoral votes in President Trump's favor. Wisconsin prosecutors are not charging the officer that shot Jacob Blake in Kenosha, leaving him paralyzed. Ra- officer Rustin Shesky shot Blake four times in the back while he tried to enter his SUV. The office uh, the officers say Blake was armed with a knife. Wisconsin officials have sent or had sent the National Guard out or have again sent the National Guard out in case of protests over the decisions not to charge that officer. Meanwhile, Kyle Rittenhouse, the teenager charged with fatally shooting two men in those riots in Kenosha, 
pleaded not guilty today. Now here's the very latest from Georgia. CBS News special report. Most polls have closed in Georgia. The first votes trickling in. Turnout today described as high for a pair of runoff elections that will determine control of the U.S. Senate. In one race, Senator David Perdue is facing Democrat John Ossoff. In the second race, Kelly Leffler, the Republican, is up against the Democrat Reverend Raphael Warnock. There was some last-minute campaigning today, Ossoff urging people to vote. Be a part of history. Join your friends and neighbors. Join your family members, your church communities. Join everybody in Georgia who's making their voices heard today. University of Virginia professor Larry Sabato calls today's runoff elections unprecedented. Never in American history has control of the Senate been determined by a single state in a special election with two seats. University of Professor Larry Sabato, Democrats need to win both races to get control. Republicans need to win just one. Early results show Democrats slightly in front. CBS News Special Report. I'm Steve Futterman. And millions of Americans are in need of help. And celebrity chef Guy Fieri is partnering with Barstool Sports to help out small businesses. Fieri says the fund is a special is special because it doesn't cut a check and send you on your way. This is a program where once the Barstool Fund gets involved, they continue to support this business and help them get back on their feet. The Barstool Fund, as it's called, has raised almost $19 million for mom-and-pop shops struggling to survive the ongoing pandemic. Fieri himself raised $22 million earlier in the pandemic to support restaurant workers affected by the early lockdowns. And those are the five things you need to know today.